Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome to Selk Grassroots. This podcast and all of our podcasts are sponsored by the Down to Play app, Match Arc, Magpie Recruitment, Skipper Sportswear, The Grassroot Graphics, Borden Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Awards FC, and A Rush Laser Tag. Our charity 11 team is sponsored by Borden Sports Stop Bullying Campaign, Black Eagle Athlete, Arithmetic Accountants, and our shirt sponsor's front of shirt sponsor is at NJPGD. Let's get on with it. Hello, and welcome to the Barnet Sunday League portion of the CELT podcast. In our championship division, Horizon 4, New World 1, Supreme Athletic 2, Comi Kabir 7, and in our game of the week, Enfield United 3, Hinton under 23s 1. Did go through a 2-1 win for Enfield United. I thought they'd win. I thought Hinton would put up a fight and it proved that way. You know, tight game, only a two-goal margin. Um, it was 0-0 at half-time as well. So Enfield United, you know, wrestled the initiative away in the second half there and, and picked up the three points. To, to maintain their lead at the top of the table. Um, into Division 1, Continental 3, Brillic Sport 2, Fireside 6, Trent Park 4, South Tottenham United 2, AFC Rosa 5, and AFC Rose 3, AFC Oakwood 3. Fantastic game of football. Uh, we went 2-0 down pretty quickly. Uh, I think the first one was in the first five minutes and then probably 15 maybe 20 minutes into the game, it was 2-0. But by half-time, we'd, we'd erased that deficit with two goals of our own, including missing a penalty as well in that. Um, we then took the lead. They then responded as well as we had a man sent off and they, they converted the penalty. So a fantastic game um, from both sides. Really good game and um, look forward to next week's game uh, in Division 2. Anatolians 4, Northeast Lions 1, FC Deportivo 1, Highgate Albion 3rds 8, Division 3, NLR 1, AFC Edmonton 1, AFC Muswell Hill 2, Armenian Youth Association 1, Division 4, Nissi 0, Cricklewood 0, Shentry 15, Camden Lock 1, and in my game of the week, Made of Via 6, Rover Reporters 1, I went for a 4-2 win for Maida V. I thought they'd win this game. I didn't think it'd be this comfortable. And it was 5-0 at half-time as well. So they had the game pretty much put to bed by half-time. Very impressive win for Maida V there. In Division 5, Coney Etch Athletic 5, Enfield Albion 2, Edmonton Rovers 4, New Barnet 2, and London Orient 5, Atletico Grammar 0. Division 6, Nissi Reserves 2, Ammonia Youth Reserves 7, Racing Keepers 1, Southgate Rovers 2. In the Veterans Division East, Crouching Vampires 0, Trent Park 5. In, into the Cup Action, in the Intermediate Cup, Ammonia Youth 7, Sopranos 1, and Underdogs 4, Pantera 2. 
in the Junior Cup, Albany Athletic 5, East Finchley International 1, and Northumberland Park Rangers 2, Whetstone FC 3, into the London Sunday Challenge Cup. In our first of the Game of the Weeks, Mehmetchik 2, Trabzonspor UK 2, Mehmetchik advancing 4-3 on penalties. I did have Trabzonspor edge in this game, but I thought it could have gone either way. I went for a 2-1 win for Trabzonspor. But Mehmetchik, you know, doing well again. Another big result for them. Uh, knocking out a fellow Turkish team in Trabzonspor and they move on to the next round. Um, in our second game of the week, Flyhouse Athletic 5, Gow All-Stars 2. Again, I went for a 3-2 Flyhouse win. I thought they'd have a bit too much. Even though Gower had been playing, you know, on a good run of form as well, I thought they'd, you know, give a good battle. But it looks like Flyhouse just had... Too much for them on the day. Joga, three. Heavy hitters, three. Heavy hitters advancing, four, three on penalties. Um, another good win for heavy hitters on the road as well in South London. Uh, the third of our games of the week in the London Sunday Challenge Cup. Lusitano's one, Olympia five. I did think Olympia had run away for this. I did. I went for a 4-1 win. Uh, yeah, it was 5-0 five, five at half-time, so... Really, Olympia putting the the game to bed early. And uh, yeah, another statement made for them. And final game of the week, North London Athletic won, SC Dons won. SC Dons advancing on penalties 3-2. I went for a 4-2 win for SC Dons. I thought their experience would, you know, carry them through. Uh, NLA obviously do have a lot of experienced players as well but they have a few players that haven't played at this high level uh, so I thought SC Duns may be able to exploit that but it looks like North London Athletic you know made a good account of themselves and it, to be honest it's only, the only way is up for them as well they've been you know progressing over the last few years getting better squad you know like that uh, so yeah I think they can hold their heads up high uh, even though you know they're running London Cup ends in the BSFL in the BSFL Shield London Football School three AFC Trent three AFC Trent advancing five from penalties another penalty shootout as Royal Parfenope drew two all with Millwall Club the football Millwall Club the football winning four two on pens there uh, and underdogs reserves five Radlett Town one. In the London Sunday Trophy, Daglanta won into Manraiser 24-7. And North London Colts 4, Real Menza 2. In the Veterans Cup, Continental 58-7. West London Vets 2. London Lions Vets 0 or 0. London Turkish Masters Vets 2. And West London Casuals Vets 2. Alexandra Park Vets 2. So looking forward to the fixtures now in our Premier Divisions. Highgate Albion taking on Park Royals. And in our game of the week, two teams who advanced in the London Cup this week. Heavy hitters taking on Mimicic Galata. Uh, I think they'll cancel each other out here. It'll be an entertaining game. Two teams that like to, you know, play with the ball, but play physical as well. They're not, not afraid to, you know, put their body around. Uh, I've gone for a two-all draw here. Um, into the championship, Hinton under 23 is taking on Showtime, Horizon taking on Comi Kabir, and North London Athletic hosting Supreme Athletic 
In Division 1, South Tottenham United taking on Continental. In Division 2, Highgate Albion third taking on Sopranos. And Underdogs taking on North East Lions. Division 3, AC Edmonton taking on North London Colts. And Armenian Youth Association taking on AC Finchley. In Division 4, Cricklewood taking on Camden Lock. And Locomotive Thunder facing Nissi. In Division 5, Atletico Grammar taking on Edmonton Rovers. Enfield Albion taking on London Orient. And New Barnet facing Redlet Town. In Division 6, Southgate Rovers taking on Underdogs Reserves. Royal Path and Oak taking on AFC Trent. And Nissi Reserves taking on London Football School. In the Veterans Division, in the Veterans Division East, London Turkish Masters taking on AFC Gunsball Hill Vets. And Roman Reporters Vets taking on Alexandra Park Vets. Into the Cup action in the Roger Jones Senior Challenge Cup. Albany Athletic taking on AFC Rose. Trent Park taking on Whetstone FC, AFC Muswell Hill taking on Northwest Wolves, AFC Oakwood taking on NLR, Interman Razor 24 taking on Mill Club the Football Seconds, the Fumbling Park Rangers taking on Fireside, Burrillic Sport taking on Pantera, Racing Keepers taking on Ammonia Youth, Real Menza taking on Ammonia Youth Reserves, Maidavia taking on Camden Lock Reserves, and Shentry Athletic taking on East Finchley International. In the Premier Cup, Barnet Borough taking on Enfield United and Zaza taking on New World. In the London Veterans Cup, BSF C Vets taking on Ivy Leaf Dolphin Vets. Continental 58 Vets taking on Anatolians. London Lions Vets taking on Brentford United Vets. Rainers Lane Vets taking on Trent Park Vets. West London Casuals Vets taking on West Fulham Vets. And Brookhouse Vets taking on Allen Old Boys Vets. In the London Sunday Challenge Cup, Crondall taking on the Romans. And in our game of the week, Jam taking on Millwall Club the Football. Will Millwall Club the Football be in a bit of a jam? Um, I do think so. I think Jam will just edge this. I've gone for a 2 1 win for them. Uh, so it looks like Millwall Club the Football will be toast. Or will they? Uh, in the London Sunday Trophy, Rising Talents taking on Highgate Albion Reserves. And our final game of the week, Middlesex Sunday Premier Cup, Olympia taking on Highgate Albion SFL. Um, I think Highgate Albion SFL will just about as just They've looked very dominant early on this season. Uh, I've gone for a 3-2 win for them. Join us next week where we'll have all the fixtures and results from the Barnet League. Hello and welcome to the London South, Bromley South London Football League part of the Celt Podcast this week. Uh, Daniel Horace here, League Secretary, reporting on results and looking at the tables and um, looking ahead to fixtures for next week. So, first of all, on to results from Saturday the 28th of October. And we'll start in Richardson Division 2 this week. And we had quite a few games, quite a few comeback wins as well. Uh, first of all, Blackheath, 4-2 winners away to Beckenham Town Juniors. Good result for them. Um, they've been back on form recently, Blackheath, after a couple of big losses in um, County Cup games. Uh, Jerry Reeves with uh, a double for them in that one. Then we had Falconwood Development 2, Teviot Rangers 4. Teviot Rangers on a little uh, run of form as well. And then we had another comeback win, Red Velvet thirds four, Langley Park Athletic, LP Athletic five. Um, two goals from substitute 
Thomas Finnan um, cancelled out a hat-trick from Simon Oviawe for Red Velvet. So um, a cracking sounding game, that one. And that leaves the table looking um, good for Langley Park. LP Athletic are four points clear at the moment on 17 points. And we've got Blackheath Village and Teviot on 13 points. Standard Borders on 12, but they've only played five games. Uh, Red Velvet on 10 with Falconwood Development. Beckenham Town Juniors and Blackheath on seven points. Orpington Development on three points. And Beckenham Knights yet to pick up a win. Right, on to Jim Hampson Division 1. Um, not so many league games this week because, again, County Cup games took priority. A uh, big one in Jim Hampson Division 1. We have new leaders, Bexley A, who were top of the table, were beaten 2-0 at home by Stansfield A, uh, put Stansfield top of the table on goal difference. Uh, then two had a right battle last year for promotion, ended up first and third. Um, and it looked like they're challenging again for promotion from Division 1 this year. Then we had FC Thamesmead 3, Crofton Albion 6. A uh, really good win for Crofton Albion. Sad to hear some bad behaviour by uh, people on the sidelines for FC Thamesmead. A hat-trick for Samuel Cassell, um, part of that Crofton win. And then we had uh, a really tight fixture. Groundhopper's been playing well lately, but they couldn't quite overcome Atletico Londres, who had a good start to the season. Ended Groundhopper's 2, Atletico Londres 3. Um, two goals for Rafael Sims uh, for Atletico Londres and two off the bench for John Bayala for uh, Groundhoppers. Okay, that leaves the table with, as I say, Stansfield a top on goal difference from Bexley A and then Eltham Eagles uh, a point behind, but they've only played four games, three wins and a draw so far for them and Beckenham also on 10 points. Atletico Londres on nine, Crofton Albion eight, London Legends Groundhoppers seven points, AFC Oldsmith six points, but they've only played four games, FC Thamesmead on four points and Old Peeps on two points. Then moving on to our John Cooper Premier Division. And um, the big news here was that our leading team, top of the table, um, Sporting Club Beckenham were held 3-3 by Ollum. 3-1 up, Sporting Club Beckenham were, but Ollum sorted themselves out in the second half and got it back to a 3 all draw. Um, good result for Ollum. They, they, they really can mix it with anyone on their day. Um, last year's runners-up, Westwick and Albion, 2-1 winners against Falconwood Reserves. And in the other game, a narrow win. It's a bit of a derby, this one, of the of South Bromley. Uh, Farnborough reserves nil, Orpington won. Good result for Orpington reserves, their second of the season. It means that um, Farnborough languishing in our relegation zone in ninth, um, down with Latin United. And sad news this week, the Latin United have folded. They, they've been out of their depth, really. Lost a lot of players over the summer, and they haven't coped um, with life in our Premier Division. They've lost all their games quite heavily. Uh, and they've announced this week that they're folding. Um, top of the table, Sporting Club Beckenham still 19 points. Uh, seven points clear of Old Roan, but Old Roan have got two games in hand. And then Ollum up to third on goal difference from AFC Bethlehem and Elton Town. They're all on seven points. Westwood and Albion climbing the table. They started the season late. Uh, six points. Falconwood Reserves and Orpington also on six points for Orpington Reserves. So that's all the games from league um, games. We also had some cup games. Um, so in our cups, we had in the uh, Queen Mary Cup, which is the Cup Four Divisions, Old Roan seven, London Legends nil. Probably predictable this one. Old Roan at the top of the near the top of the Prem and, and London Legends in Division One. Uh, two goals for Pat Brennan, two goals for Samuel Spong. Um, strong win for Old Roan. In our other domestic cup game, we had a bit more of a, a battle. This one, Blackheath Village of Division 2 gave Eltham Eagles a bit of a scare. Went to extra time. It ended up 6-4 to Eltham Eagles. Uh, Eltham Eagles runners-up in this cup the last two years. Richard Titmus with a hat-trick. 
uh, taking them to victories. A good season so far for Elton Eagles. Then we had County Cup games. Couple of winners, four losses. Um, Bethwin, FC Bethwin, went down 6-4 to London Hibernian. London Hibs were a good side. Uh, Latin United, in what will be their last game, lost 14-1 to Thames United. Uh, Eltham Town narrowly threw on penalties, beat London Olympia on penalties after a 1-1 draw, 4-3 on penalties. Then we had uh, Division 1 teams, Beckenham unluckily went out on penalties, FC Beresi reserves. I know FC Beresi play in the, I think it's the Essex Senior League or something, so I don't know where the reserves play, but that's a decent result, 3-3 for Beckenham, but sadly lost 6-5 on penalties. Um, and then we had... Uh, Panthers, nil, IFC Oldsmiths fourth, IFC Oldsmiths joining Eltham Town in the next round. And then in of our teams in Division 2, it was Standard Ballers lost 4-1 at home to Active Sports. So Eltham Town and uh, AFC Oldsmiths through to the next round in the London Junior Cup. On to fixtures for this weekend. I think looking at the weather forecast, we're going to be lucky to get anything played this weekend, unless it's on AstroTurf. Um, first of all, league games, Richard Ailing Division 2, cracking looking game, Blackheath and Teviot. Teviot in third, but Blackheath on form at the moment. Then Orpington development against Beckenham Knights, two teams down the bottom, scrapping for points. And Red Velvet A against Blackheath Village, that looks like a good one too. Red Velvet A only uh, lost for the first time this weekend to uh, LP um, Athletic narrowly, so they've um, started the season really well. Three wins, a draw and a loss. And Blackie Village currently in second place, so cracking looking game, that one. Then Jim Hampson Division 1, we've got AFC Oldsmiths at home to Crofton Albion. Should be a good game. Both had good wins on the weekend. AFC Thamesmead against Old Peeps. London Legends against Beckenham. And Stansfield A against Eltham Eagles. Uh, looks a good one too. Eltham Eagles unbeaten. Stansfield A top of the table. Uh, then we have in our John Cooper Premier Division, Elton Town against Old Rome, cracking looking game. Falconwood Reserves against AFC Bethwin should be good. Sadly, Latin United won't be playing Ireland because they've folded. Sporting Club Beckenham at home to Farnborough Reserves should be a really good one. Queen Mary, uh, we've got one second round game, some first round games. So first round, uh, we've got Bexley A against Groundhoppers. Orpington Reserves against Langley Park Athletic. Be interested to see if they get upset. Their team top of Division 2 against a team languishing... Um, Third from bottom in, in our Prem. And then we've got West Wickham Albion at home to Beckenham Town Juniors. Should be too strong for them. In the second round of the Queen Mary Cup, we've got Atletico Londra against Falconwood Development. Imagine Londres again would be too strong, but who knows. Fixture of the week for me, I think, is that Red Velvet A against Blackie Village. Looks a cracker down there in Division 2. Division 1, AFC Old... Um, AFC Oldsmiths Crofton does look a good one, but Stansfield A against Elton Eagles looks an absolute cracker. And then from our Premier um, games, I'd say Elton Town against Old Rome. Um, right, that's all from me. Thanks for listening. And, uh, well, if we do get any games played this weekend, um, I'll be here next week to report on results again. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hello and welcome to this Essex Alliance League roundup for the month of October as we look back at a long month for football in the league. And of course, we're going to start with our senior division. And at the top of the table, it is FC Beresi still, as they were at the end of last month. They sit seven points clear as things stand, uh, with 28 points from their 11 games played so far this year. But that hasn't been an unblemished record, and it has that gap actually has closed over the month. Uh, Woodford East sits second, uh, seven points behind from the same number of games. But it's in third place, where Lionel Gardens, with two games in hand now, on the leaders and with 19 points from nine games meaning that those two games in hand could still move them to within a couple of points of the leaders sitting down in fourth place and we have fc petra cup 
who uh, have drawn a number of games in the last few weeks, and that has seen them dropping dropping down the table. But they're still sitting on a, in a group of four or five clubs now with 19 points from 10 games. Just below them are fifth place Chadwell Heath Spartans, also on 19 points, with an almost identical record, in fact, to FC Petricub. Uh, they sit just behind on goal scored. Down in sixth place and also on 19 points and also with an almost identical record, Haringey Borough under 23s, who have had a, a bit of a mixed month in, in, in more regards. They have slid down the table a little bit, but have, have the ability quite clearly to pull off some big results. They have 19 points from 11. Moving down three points further down the table and we find seventh place Walthamstow Reserves, who've had a very interesting month indeed, including taking points off the league leaders at the weekend. An informed month there for Stowe, 16 points from their 12 games, meaning, as I say, they're three points off the sides above. A point further back from them are 8th place Rapid Chingford, who have played 10 games only, so they have a couple of games in hand on the sides around them. They have 15 points from their 10 games. And just, just below them, by a couple of points further, are Friendford Reserves, who've had a good month, in fact, and they've moved up the table into ninth spot now, giving them 13 points from their opening 11 games. Down in 10th place are Bakers 693, who have only played nine games so far, so they do have games in hand to make up. They have 13 points from those nine games. But that's three points clear of 11th place Sporting Hackney, who again have had a bit of an indifferent period. They sit down in the in the bottom five clubs as things stand, with 10 points from their opening 10. And that's the same as Priory Park Rangers, who after a very difficult start, have shot up the table into 12th now, as they've picked up three wins and that's given them 10 points also from 10 games just below them by a point is 13th place Averley under 23s who do sit in the relegation zone as things stand um, but they do have a couple of games at least in hand on sides around them meaning that destiny is in their own hands as things stand the two sides below them are CSM London who have picked up just the five points from their opening 10 games they'll be very disappointed in that return so far as will bottom of the table kit out London, who have moved bottom, um, having conceded 69 goals in their 11 games so far this year, giving a good indication of where the problems lie there. They have just three points, but of course, a long way in the season still to go. Into Premier Division East now, and it's Fairlock Rovers reserves who are steaming away here at the top of the division. They sit on 18 points with an unblemished record so far of six wins from six games. That's six points ahead of the next best side, and that that side is Newbury Athletic, who sits second in the table with four wins from their opening five games, giving them a total of 12 points so far. That's a point more than third place Dagenham United, who have also played a game more than the sides above. They have three wins and two draws from their opening six games, giving them 11 points. Just below them, by a point, are Waltham Abbey A, who sit fourth with three wins and a draw from their opening six games in what's been another fairly solid start for the side-based at Townmead. Down in fifth place are Onga Town, who after a good start have dropped a couple of results in the month. They've now won just two of their opening five league games in Premier Division East, giving them a total of six points. Down in sixth place, and are also on six points, are Unity, who have two games in hand on Onga Town, so could move above them if they were to win one or two of those. Um, as I say, they have six points from their opening three games. Also on six points are something from nothing, um, but that is from six games. They've had two wins and four defeats from their opening six games. A bit of an indifferent start, but they you know, have shown that they can pick up the results when it matters. 
Down in eighth spot, we begin with Seoul, who have five points from their opening six games. They made a very good start to the season, um, but they have slid away after those early results with just the one win and two draws to their names so far in this campaign. Down in ninth spot are Leighton City, who have just won the one game so far this year, but that was to defeat second-place Newbury Athletic at the weekend just gone, demonstrating that Leighton City probably do have it in the locker but need to show a little bit more consistency, perhaps. And down at the bottom of the table, promoted Redbridge Community have had a difficult start to the year. Just one draw, that the only point that they've had so far in the league. Into Premier Division West now. And the big battle in this division came last weekend, actually. It was Snaresbrook took on Philip United and came out on top of that one. Um, so both of those having had a very, very strong start to the season have now changed places. So Snaresbrook lead the way with 21 points with seven victories from their opening eight games. In second spot, Philip United will still be pleased with their return so far, you would imagine. Six victories, a draw and one defeat from their opening eight games. They are well and truly the two sides to be beaten at the moment. Down in third place and Newham Wanderers are sitting in third with 16 points from their nine games. They made a good start to the season, but they have dropped off with a couple of defeats in recent weeks, which has curtailed their ability to chase down the sides above them for the moment. In fourth place, and with games in hand, so certainly could, could apply some pressure on teams above, are Wapping with four victories from there, opening six games, giving them 12 points. And that's a couple of games ahead of London Cranes, who sit in fifth spot, and still in the top half with three victories and a draw from opening seven games. Uh, which is a point ahead of two sides who are both locked on nine points each, beginning with uh, six-spot London Park City with three victories from opening five games of the season. And also on nine points, we have Renegades with three victories and three defeats in what's been an indifferent start to the season for them also. Down in eighth spot, we have Barking aside under-21s who have picked up seven points from seven games so far this year. Two wins and a draw, um, albeit a couple of narrow defeats there as well, which is kind of skewing their, their performance. And that's ahead of ninth place uh, FC Baresi Reserves, who have two wins from their opening seven, but did also win in the um, in the London Cup at the weekend. Um, so they're in a reasonable trot of form. And below them, three teams who sit equal bottom, or equal not bottom, if you want to call it that. Three teams sitting on three points each. Athletic Newham A, who took a while to get their first points of the year, but have done so now with victory against Newham Wanderers. They sit in 10th spot with three points. Once did also with one win in five, um, sit on three points, as do North East Lions, who again had an awful start to the season, but picked up a win in their last league outing to mean to that close a gap on the sides above them. So we move on now into Division 1, and at the top of this table, a very tight, tightly packed top of the table, are Royal Lions, who are the only unbeaten side in the division. They sit in top spot with four wins and two draws from their opening six fixtures that they've played. And that is a point ahead of Woodford East Reserves, who are sticking with them. Four victories and a draw from their opening seven games. So they have played a game more, um, but they are obviously hoping to apply the pressure throughout the season. Older Stamians have been there or thereabouts this season, um, but they have dropped to third now following defeat at the weekend. Three victories and three draws. Um, from their opening eight games, giving them 12 points in the season. At uh, Chingford Athletic Reserves are another side who have been near the top most of the season so far. Three victories and one draw in their seven games played, giving them 10 points. We then have three clubs who are locked on nine points, right down to seventh spot. And we begin that with fifth-placed Ocean Pacific, 
who have made a very good start, although have lost one of their last couple of games. Um, three victories and one defeat from their opening four, putting them on nine points, which is almost identical to sixth place Saint City, who have conceded a couple more, but have the same record of three wins and one defeat from their opening four, giving them nine points also. Lionel Gardens, under 23s, sit in seventh spot, also with nine points. However, they have played double the number of games um, as you'll see from their record. Three victories from their opening eight games in a bit of an indifferent start for the side based in Leighton. The two sides sitting in the bottom two as things stand are Freetown, who have six points from their opening six games with just two victories. And bottom of the table and starting to get cut adrift just ever so slightly. Haringey United, of course, new to the, the, the league this year. Just one point from their opening eight games that being a draw a couple of weeks back to Old S. Damians. We move on now into Division 2, and Royal Forest are still ahead in this one. They've won six out of six so far. They sit top on 18 points, just four goals conceded also, showing where their strengths lie. Um, and that is two points ahead of the next best chase inside, who are second place Collier Row Reserves, who have played one more game than, than Royal Forest. Um, they've picked up five victories and one draw, and one defeat as well for, for the Collier Road base side. Um, they sit as the most closest rivals. But there are some sides with games in hand below that. And we start that um, with Old old Barcabian sitting in third. With only five games played. So with games in hand they could put some pressure on the teams above. Three victories and one draw giving them 10 points so far. Also on 10 points, albeit from a couple of games more, are Friendford A who have played seven games in the league this season with three victories and one draw to their name. Down in fifth spot, and with even more games in hand, are Random and Barking Phoenix, who are the side who probably have more, more in their hands than, than the others because they've only played four. Three victories and one defeat from those opening four, seeing them on to nine points. Also on nine points, just below them in sixth spot, are Dagenham United Reserves, who have nine points from six games with... Three victories and three defeats in a very symmetrical record there so far this year. Uh, that's quite a big gap then, down to 7th place Fairlock Rovers Reserves, where there's a five-point gap to them. They have just the four points from their opening five games of the year, with just one win and one draw to their name as things stand. And that's the same number of points as Chingford Harriers, who sit down in 8th spot, uh, with, from seven games played, one victory and one draw, giving them four points in the league. And that's a point ahead of the, the first of the two sides sitting in the relegation spots. The first of those being Chadwell Heath Spartans Reserves, who have one victory from their opening seven games of the season for the cup finalists and cup winners of last year. But bottom of the table, uh, Redbridge Community Reserves, again mirroring roughly what their first team have also achieved a couple of divisions above them. Just the one point in the league so far, for the side based in Dagenham. And last but not least, we look at Division 3, which again is a very, very incredibly tight um, battle, just as things stand. Top of the table in the early runaway leaders were Woodford Town under 23s, who had won 6 out of 6 up until recently uh, to top the table with 18 points. However, two defeats in the last couple of weeks has seen others move into the frame, including second place Collier Row Wheels, who have now moved level on 18 points, but also with games in hand, of course, now six wins from six for the side based in Collier Row. And also in the frame are third place Glendale, who are 
the only other side who are unbeaten in the division. Um, seven games played there, five victories and two draws, giving them 17 points going into the clash between second and third this coming weekend. Down in fourth place, a couple of points further back, are Old Parkonians A, who have five victories and two defeats in their record so far this year, giving them 15 points, which I think they'll be relatively pleased with. Down in fifth spot are Romford Flyers, who have, from eight games, three victories and two draws, giving them 11 points with a four-point gap there to make up on the sides above. Uh, with a couple of games in hand on Flyers, our sixth spot changing lives with three victories and one draw, giving them 10 points. And of course, with those games in hand, could still make a bit of a dent uh, in, in the teams above. They're just above uh, seventh place Melbourne Sports, who sit on nine points from their opening eight games of the season. Um, with a, bit, a little bit of an indifferent start for the Mills there. Two victories and three draws, showing they can, they can perform in games um, when they apply themselves. Um, but maybe just a little bit inconsistent. Down in eighth spot are Broadway Athletic, who have six points from six games there. Two victories to their name so far in their maiden season. In ninth place, um, Buckhurst Way, who were um, sitting in the bottom two for a while at the start of the season, but they have now moved up into ninth spot with their first win coming a couple of weeks back. One win and two draws to their name for the side in um, from Bancroft's. Down in 10th spot, Newman Havering Borough, who um, shipped a lot of goals in the early weeks of the season, but they are off the bottom, and that's because they picked up a win against the bottom side in recent weeks, meaning they have three points now with one win in their opening seven. And bottom of the table, league debutants this year, Beckton Sporting Club, yet to pick up a point, but they're still going. Seven defeats there from their first seven games, um, but of course, much to work with and move forward. And that brings to a close our October roundup for the Essex Alliance League. It's been a very busy month. Um, of course, many more busy months to come um, as we build up to firstly the Christmas period and then the very busy, busy Cups period thereon. Thank you very much for listening to the report for this week. If you'd like any more information, please visit our website www.essexallianceleague.com. Hello and welcome to this Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League roundup for the month of October as we look back at all the action that's taken place in what's been a very hectic month of football. And of course we're going to start with our senior division and well it couldn't be much tighter at the top to be quite frank. Not many league games played in a, what's largely been a cup dominated month but sitting top of the table are Fly um, with eight points from their opening four games of the year, two victories and two draws to so their name. And that's exactly the same record almost as Brook Athletic, also with eight points, two wins and two draws from their opening four. Those two teams sharing the spoils with just goals scored separating them. Down in third place are Baytee's squad, who are also unbeaten and one of five teams, in fact, unbeaten in the league this season. They are a point back on seven with two victories and a draw. Down in fourth spot are London All-Stars, who have... Played five games, the most in the division. Two victories to their name, giving them six points and, well, a one-point gap to make up on the side above. With games in hand, a little cluster of clubs now with um, who have been largely involved with Cups this month. Beginning with fifth-place Critics, who are unbeaten uh, from following their promotion from Division 1 last year. One victory and two draws for the side based in Barkingside. They have five points. Last year's uh, runners-up, Flyhouse Athletic, of course the reigning Essex champions, have started with four points to their name from their opening three games, 
a victory, a draw, and one defeat. Um, their league form has been a bit indifferent, um, albeit their cup form has been superb. Down in seventh spot, we begin with Hatch Lane, who, like last season, have struggled to fit league games in at the start of a hectic season. Just the one game played so far, which they did win, giving them three points from one game. Down in eighth place are Club 1017, who have played four, and they've won one of those four, giving them three points also, um, but not too far behind the rest because, obviously, it's so congested. And the only team without a win so far in the league are Total Football, who have played five and unfortunately have lost five, um, but plenty plenty of games to go this season to try and make that up. We move on now into Division 1, and we start here with the top of the table side, Benchviews, who have 13 points from their opening seven games of the season, um, but that is more games played than most of the other sides around them, meaning that other sides do have the opportunity to now play play chase and that begins with their their co-tenants at Flanders in fact second place AC Milano who have had a busy month on the Caps front but are now four wins from four in the league also and only three goals conceded uh, to give them 12 points um, from their opening four games down in third spot are Barking Riverside who were there thereabouts last year and have continued that trend uh, from five games played they've won three and drawn one and um, given them 10 points so far this campaign the other Barking side, Barking and Dagenham Wanderers, are sitting just behind them in fourth spot uh, with seven points. One of three teams on seven points, in fact, with two wins and a draw. In fact, in fact, that record is almost reflected across all three. Um, so they sit in fourth. And in fifth place are St. Augustine's, whose wins have come recently, actually. They've shot up the table fairly fast. They also have seven points from their opening um, six games. They're down in sixth spot are Sinochi. Also with two wins and a draw from their opening six games, giving them seven points too. Just below them, and J.K. Silvertown picked up their first league win of the season at the weekend, and they won uh, that one to move up off the near or further away from the bottom, giving them one win and three draws from their six games played. And the only side in the division yet to recall the point are bottom of the table, Wanstead, who have played four and lost four, but of course plenty of time still to go. Down in Division 2, and it's Belfry leading the way here um, at the top of Division 2 with seven wins from seven so far this year and a maximum 21 points to their name. They sit in uh, top spot, of course, and they will be taking on their, the side in second very, very soon, and that team is Debden Sports Reserves who sit three points further behind from the same number of games. Six victories for Debden Sports so far this year. Um, so they'll look forward to their game against the league leaders coming up soon. And Condor have made a big move up the table in recent weeks. They were struggling near the bottom about a month ago, but they've shot up into third spot now with three wins and two draws, giving them 11 points in the season. Down in fourth place are Colbrook Royals, who have also won three games out of their first um, batch of fixtures. Three wins and a draw, seeing them on to 10 points, which is the same number as fifth place FC Galaxy, who are also on 10 points. Three victories and a draw for the Dagenham base side there. And then there's a bit of a gap. Three points down to sixth place Cloud9, who have won two and drawn one of their opening six games played, giving them seven points. And that's a point ahead of two teams who sit on six, beginning with seventh placed Daglanta, who have only played three because of cup commitments this month, but they've won two and been defeated once in their opening three. 
And that's the same number of points as East London Ballers, who were, in fact, one of the sides to beat Daglanta recently. Uh, they've won two and lost three of their opening five, also giving them six points. We have Hyam Hill now sitting in ninth spot. They have one victory and a draw, um, seeing them on to four points from their opening seven. They'll be wanting, would be wanting to improve that. And the two sides just below them are 10th place Ainsley, who have picked up their first win of the season. They've moved off the bottom to get three points. And they are separated by goal difference, just by one, from bottom of the table, Leightonstone Athletic, who also just have the one win from their opening seven games. Moving on now into Division 3, and at the top of the table here, with a seven-point lead at the top, are Upshire Forest, who have made a great start to the new season. Very solid performance there, with six victories and a draw from their opening eight games, just the one defeat um, on 19 points. In second place, two teams are in second, in fact, sharing 12 points each, and that is Singh Sabah, who have three victories and three draws, and two defeats to their name, as I say, sitting on 12 points from opening eight, which is an almost identical record to third place JPA, in fact, a side they drew with at the weekend. Also with three wins, three draws, and two defeats, also 12 points. Um, but it's fourth spot AC Milano reserves, who do have things in their hands, so to speak, with games in hand on all the sides above them. Um, unbeaten as well, the only unbeaten side in the division. Three victories and two draws for the East Ham Bay side there, giving them 11 points. And that's the same number of points as fifth place City site, who have 11 points with three wins and two draws, keeping them in the top half of the table. In sixth spot, we have Asianos Vets, who have played seven games this year. They've won three of those seven, giving them nine points, as have South Ilford Catholics, who have kind of gone the opposite way with Asianos. They've made up most of those points in the recent weeks. They have won three now of their opening six, moving them up into seventh spot with nine points. Down in eighth place are Valence United, who have had a bit of an indifferent start, but you know, symmetrical in the sense that they've had two wins, two draws, and two defeats, um, seeing them onto eight points from six, but we know um, what power they possess when they're in the mood. Down in ninth place, we have United Amateurs. Difficult start for the Hainault side there. One victory and one draw from their opening five games, moving them on to four points. And lastly, we look at Barkin, who sit in 10th place, um, albeit with a first win um, in the month just gone. Three victories, uh, sorry, one victory, giving them three points um, so far. On now into Division 4. And there's just one unbeaten side, and that is the league leaders, which is Colbrook Royals Reserves, who have once again been proven very difficult to defeat in league fixtures. From eight games played, they've won five and drawn three, um, only conceding eight goals in the process, giving them 18 points. And that is two points ahead of Warren Senior, who could move top um, because of those draws that Colbrook have suffered. Um, game in hand here for, for Warren Senior, 16 points from their opening seven with five victories, and a draw. And that is the same almost as third place Woodford Town, uh, who also have 16 points from seven with five victories. Just goal difference keeping them down in third. So both of those sides um, could well be in the mix as the season moves along. The Dark Horses, though, could be fourth place prospect Protégé, who have played five and won four, only with a single defeat to their name, giving them 12 points. So once they play the big boys, who knows what might happen there. They could, could force themselves into the mix. Down in fifth place, we have Byron Red Star, uh, last place, third or fourth, last season's third or fourth place finishers, 
Uh, they are on nine points with three victories in their opening seven. And Silencio down in sixth spot have had a bit of a mixed start, but have leapt up into mid-table um, now with two victories and two draws, giving them eight points in the campaign. Uh, and they moved above Horse and Well at the weekend. In fact, one of the sides who they've had two game, two excellent games against, two victories and a draw for Horse and Well. Um, they sit on seven points. The next two sides both sit on six points, which is eighth place Eastern Avenue, who I think will be largely disappointed with their return so far this season. And in ninth spot are Cardinals Athletic. Again, a couple of wins from their opening six, so they've got a game in hand on teams around them. Um, but they might be a little bit little bit frustrated with their performances so far. And bottom of the table are Kit Out London, who have won just the one of their opening seven games, leaving them rooted to the bottom. Into Division 5 now, and it's Mansfield Rangers who are, are piling away at the top now. They've um, overtaken the sides who were top in the early stages, and they now sit on 19 points and unbeaten from their uh, their their seven games played with six victories and a draw. Um, six points further back are Coppice Row, who have 13 points uh, from their opening eight games. They made a very good start, but have slipped up a couple of times in recent weeks. Four victories and a draw from their their first eight games. A pretty pretty solid start. Royal Lions B are the side who did start this bit of a slide with the the teams at the top of the table. Well, they've moved up into third place now with four victories and one draw from their opening six games, giving them 13 points, which is three points more than Manford Way, the side that they beat for, to end Manford Way's unbeaten record this season, um, who have now slipped down into fourth place. Three victories and a draw, but with games in hand, you know you would expect them to be in or around those promotion places in a matter of weeks. Down in fifth place and only trailing by a point now, but with games more games played than the sides above them. May and Baker EC have won three and lost four of their opening five games, which is an identical record to Alpha also with three wins and four defeats from their opening seven. Just below them and a team with games in hand are Ace Athletics, who have won two and drawn one of their games so far this year to give them seven points. And with two or three games in hand on the teams above, they could could move up into the top four or top five there. Lonsdale sit in eighth place with one victory and the three draws, which really have um, cost them some crucial points there, you might say. They have six points from their opening six games. With a game in hand just below them are Athletic Newham, who sit in um, ninth place with just four points from their opening five, and one victory and one draw, helping them to that record. And down in 10th spot are Hainal Athletic, who I think drew their first three or four games on the spin. Um, they have a record now of four draws um, from their opening six games and two defeats too, which means they also sit on four points. And bottom of the table at the precise moment are Young Royals with one draw to their name from their opening seven games, meaning that they are the side who presently sit at the root of the table. We move on now into Division 6, and again, this is another one that's really close at the top. Woodford Town Reserves do sit at the top of the table after eight games, after picking up 21 points from those fixtures from seven wins. But second place, Chingford Athletic, are close by. They are on 18 points with just a single defeat from their seven games and also six victories, meaning they're on 18 points. And I'm imagining looking forward to the return game against Woodford. 
Down in third place are Valence United Reserves, who are very much keeping in touch. Just the one defeat to their, net, to their name for the promoted side there. They're on 16 points from seven with five victories. And just below them, by three points, are Epping Royals, who have moved up into fourth spot now with four wins and a draw from their opening eight, which again is a solid return following their promotion from the uh, bottom tier. In fifth spot are Bryman's Park, who are one of two teams, one of three teams, in fact, on nine points with three victories from their opening seven. An identical record to Mayfield Kings, who also sit on nine points with three victories to their name. Down in seventh spot, we have London Legacy, who have three wins from eight, uh, giving them nine points in the season. And just below them are two further sides on six points, beginning with FC Mexico B, who will be a little bit, little bit more impressed with their season compared to last year. But they do still sit in a little bit of danger at the bottom of the table. Uh, two wins from their opening seven, giving them six points. Exactly the same record as Barking Colts, who also have two wins from their opening seven games, giving them six points. And bottom of the table after the first eight, eight weeks, eight or nine weeks of the season, are Titans United with six defeats from six. And of course, now we look at our final division, which is Division Seven. And this has changed hands a few times at the top. Um, but after this weekend's results, it's Ridgeway Rovers who lead the way unbeaten, the only unbeaten side in the division now. 19 points from six wins and a draw and only four goals conceded in seven games. That really is an excellent record in this in this division. Uh, second, a point behind them are Debden Sports A, who will be very pleased with their return after a disappointing first season last year. They have six wins and one defeat to their name, um, giving them 18 points. Colbert Royals A are just behind them by a couple of points, uh, although from a game more, five victories and one draw for the Chigwell Bay side there in their first season out of U Football, so they'll, they'll be pleased with that. And also will, a side will be pleased, albeit not in recent weeks, Warren United, who have led the way for a period this season, but have now fallen to fourth. But considering they finished bottom last year, they'll be very impressed with their, with their return so far. 13 points, four wins and a draw for the side based at Hainault. In fifth spot, Ping City Phoenixes, last year's cup finalists, um, have managed to have a pretty decent start to this season with two wins, two draws, just one single defeat from opening five games, um, giving them eight points to their name. And that's the same as Gatcliffe, who had a poor start to the season but have now clawed himself up into the middle of the table. They also sit on eight points with two wins and two draws. Emerson and Upminster are another of the youth sides, having made the progression this season into adult football, two victories and one draw, a fairly solid start, seven points from their opening six games. And that is a point more than uh, division specialists, you might say, Epping Forest Falcons, who have won just two of their opening seven, seeing them on to six points. The same total as ninth-placed Royal Lions C, also with two wins from their opening six games, also giving them six points. And the bottom two, as things stand, FC Leightonstone Reserves moved off the bottom at the weekend, just gone, in fact. Their first ever win as a team, meaning they've won one of their opening six, so they sit on three points. And they leapt above, previously, um, second from bottom, Zone 4 Athletic, who have only won one game themselves this term, giving them three points from their opening eight fixtures of the year. Again, a long way still to go. So that brings to a close our coverage of the October action in the Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League. 
We look forward to bringing you another report next month. Um, if you want to find out more information, please visit our website, www.escfl.co.uk. But bye for now. Hello, everyone. It's April here from the Hackney and Leighton Sunday League. So, I wish I could come to you with all the results from Sunday just gone, but unfortunately, because of the lovely place where we live, Great Britain, and especially London, and the fact that it is October coming into November, we had a very wet and rainy and dreary weekend. So, unfortunately, all our games had to be postponed, and that included the County Cup games. So, any games that were due to take part over the marshes this weekend, unfortunately, were postponed by a GLL. But we did have one fixture that went ahead in Division 3. We had Fish Island versus CSM London 2, or CSM London Reserves, as they also go by. They went and booked their own pitch. So well done to you guys. So the result from the only game that took part from Hackling and Leighton teams this weekend was 2-2. So a point apiece, point for Fish Island and a point for CSM. Unlucky for CSM because I know they wanted to keep their winning streak. But their unbeaten streak still goes ahead in Division 3. So moving on to this week's fixtures the first fixtures of november hopefully the weather stays good and dry and hopefully the pitches are playable for this upcoming sunday so i'm going to start off with our premier division first so first up we have fc neva who will face off against csm london halichina will face off against badu navarino will face off against city east and crundle's county cup game the london sunday challenge cup has been postponed until this upcoming Sunday, as we all know they were due to play last Sunday, but because the marshes were unplayable, it was moved back by a week. So Crondor will face off against the Wrongans over at the Hackney Marshes. So good luck to Crondor, and we hope you guys progress on to the next round of the Challenge Cup. Moving on to Division 1 now. Clapton Community will face Mateo. Lancaster All-Stars will face Azteca. And we have our Albert Daniels Preliminary Cup round, which will see Mandizi face off against Top Grade and Stratford Juniors will face off against Loxford Lions. Division 2 now, we have the Wenlock will face Boca Albion and we also have the first round of our Dickie Davis Cup. So we have Community Road will face HL All-Stars, Delta Athletic will face Gladstone Wanderers, Docklands will face Burbeck Orient. FC Carpety will face CSM London 2s or CSM London Reserves. Keys Athletic will face Bebo Badgers. And Stoke Newington Youth will face Limited Pros. That's in our first round of our Dickie Davis Cup. As you all know, we already had the preliminary rounds for that. So this is the first proper round. So in our Division 3 now, we have Lymore Gardens will face off against Sunday FC. And Millfields will face off against Fish Island in league action. Moving on now to our Division 4. So first up. In league action, we have East London will face Gorillas. North London Kaisers will face Limas Tigres. South London Sharks will face Wojak Sunday. 
And they are the free fixtures for our league games in Division 4. So a very short segment from me this week, guys. As I said, games last week was postponed. But I'm hoping that is the only postponement that is going to happen this season due to weather. But as we always say, over the marshes, game on. Hello, it's Joe doing the Hearts Advertiser Sunday League Section of the Self podcast. Um, sorry, the last few episodes have been a bit short. I haven't had as much time, so I'll try and make this one a little bit longer. I'll run through all the results, and for the big fixtures coming up next week, I'll try and go into a little bit more detail. But yeah, starting with the results from this Sunday just gone. Just the two games in the Prem, or one of them didn't even happen. Uh, Brookman's Park versus Mermaid is a home walkover. Um, not quite sure what happened there. Mermaid... Very well-run club. Their reserves played a game. So unsure why that uh, was a walkover. But yeah, so so it is Brooms Park home walkover against Mermaid. Boreham Wood against Forever Young People. Um, Boreham Wood won. Forever Young People won. Um, yeah, not a shock result. Boreham Wood haven't started the season amazingly. Um, but yeah, uh, one point uh, each for the teams there. In Division 2, just the one fixture. Mermaid reserves nil, six bells, Sunday's uh, reserves three. They've started the season very well with just one loss and six wins. In Division 3, we've got Marshallwick one, Welling Warriors reserves four, Royston Rangers four, St George's seven, and a bit of a top of the table clash there, so great win for St George. The wrestlers six, Hatfield Comets three. In Division 4, CFP, CFPC Eagles. One, Royston Rangers reserved nine. It's a bad couple of games for CF, uh, CPFC. A 9-1 and a 13-0 loss. Um, and Hatfield Seniors reserves three. Auburn Dinoes reserves two. Um, Phoenix A, three. MNFC, two. Uh, in the Challenge Cup, one game. And what uh, a game it is. Only the 15 goals. Uh, in the Challenge Cup, yeah. Pinewood, five. Plough and Harrow, ten. Massive, massive result there. A bit more like a Power League score. Um, Deakin White, we had one game and it was FCB 2, Stratford Arms 6. Yeah, good game down there. Um, after going 2-0 down, um, Stratford Arms come back to win 6-2. All the highlights are on YouTube, so make sure you go and watch it and subscribe. Um, loads of County Cup action this week as well. Had, uh, an all-hearts ad draw. BWSC 2, Saints FC 5. Uh, we had Burke, Burke Hampstead Tornadoes Reserves 2, The Ball 6, Soccer FC 2, XL 1, Stratford Arms Reserves nil, Brewster Plumbing 3, Welling Rangers 6, Langbury Cricket Club 3, Welling Warriors 5, TNF 1, Wheat Hampstead Wanderers Reserves 4, Watford United 2. In the Intermediate Cup we had some results as well. We had Auburn Dynamo 4, Rosen Crown Mosquito 2, Hearts Vets 2, Brookman's Park Reserves 4, London Cody United 5, Oceans 11 4. After extra time, Stockford Rovers 1, Wheat Hampstead 89 3. And in the Jim Lynch Trophy, Phoenix 8, Harperton Colts Old Boys 0. Phoenix go from strength from strength at the minute, seem to be beating everyone in their path. And 6 Bells 3, Phoenix Reserves 0. 
So that's it from the results um, in the uh, for the fixtures for this week. It seems like I'm saying it every single week, but we've got loads of action in all the leagues and we've got loads of cup action as well. So I'm just going to run through all of that now. In the Prem, we've got Wheat Hampstead Wanderers versus Harpen Colts Old Boys. A uh, bit of a uh, relegation derby there. Uh, in Division 1, we've got The Ball versus Phoenix Reserves and Welling Warriors versus XL. And sorry, also Wheat Hampstead Wanderers Reserves versus Hatfield Seniors. In Division 2, We've got Mermaid Reserves versus Brooklyn's Park Reserves, Ocean's Eleven versus Saints FC, and Stratford Arms Reserves versus Six Bells Reserves, which is a top of the table clash. Stratford Arms Reserves winning six out of six, Six Bells Reserves winning six out of seven games. So it's uh, very, very tight at the top there. Winner goes top. Um, in Division Three, we've got Marshall Wick versus Rosen Crown Mosquito, Royston Rangers versus Hearts Vets. The Wrestlers versus Wheat Hampstead 89 and Welling Warriors Reserves versus Hatfield Comets. In Division 4, we've got Auburn Dinoes Reserves versus MNFC and looking to bounce back from a couple of big losses, CPFC versus Phoenix A. Got Hatfield Seniors Reserves versus Royston Rangers Reserves and Stockford Rovers versus London Coney United. In the Intermediate Cup action, we've got St George's versus TNF, BWSC versus Plough and Harrow, and Mermaid versus Willen Rangers. And then in County Cup action, we've got loads of big senior County Cup draws. I'll start from the very top. Bournemouth Rovers versus North Watford. Big, big game. Bournemouth Rovers obviously got to the final last year, so they're going to look to at least repeat that, or if not, go one better against a very strong North Watford side. We've got Brookmans Park versus Forza Watford. Don't know too much about Forza Watford, but Brookmans Park going from strength to strength. I expect them to win there. Little Heath against St. Joe's South Oxy. Um, back-to-back winners, St. Joe's. So Little Heath have got their work cut out. Um, Phoenix versus Stratford Arms. Um, big game. Phoenix going strength to strength. Stratford Arms fancy themselves. Um, Six Bells versus FCB Hemel. And... Uh, a big one to finish with, Glen Sports versus FYP. That's all for me. Thanks a lot. This is Andrew Kidley with the NRG Kent County Football League Roundup, starting with the weekend results. In the Premier Division, Borden Village 3, Peckham Town 2, Clarkson 91 3, Hawkins Town 2, Halls 4, Ashford 1, Minster 3, Bexley 1. Welling Park 1, Tenton Town 1. Division 1, Central and East, AFC Rangers 1, Holland and Blair Reserves 4. Greenways Aces 1, Deal Town Reserves 5. Gurren Annex 3, Snodland Town Reserves 5. Lawswood Reserves 4, Whistleboard Town under 23s 4. Woodnersborough 3, Rochester City 0. And in Division 1 West, Danson Sports 1, Parkwood Rangers 3, South East Athletic 0, Metrogas 3. Division 2, Central and East, Bay Point 3, Cucks 91 Reserves 3, Kings Hill Reserves 0, Aylesford 4, Paddockwood 0, Chillum 3, Shellinge 1, Tenton Town Reserves 3. In Division 2, West Bromleyans 2, Belvedere 1, Crockett Hill 1, Stansford OMB Reserves 11, Fleetdown United Reserves 3, Wellington Reserves 3, Glebe Reserves 6, Bexley Reserves 0, 
Hawes Reserve 6, Farnborough Boys Guild 3, Orpington 6, FC Greenwich 2. Division 3, Central and East, Larkfield New Heights Reserves 0, New Romney Reserves 2, Locomotive Canterbury 2, Gillingham Town 0, Tankerton 2, Lennon Wanderers 1. In Division 3 West, ITL Reserves 2, All Stars 1, Oxford United 1, Dartford Celtic 2. In the Kent Intermediate Challenge Shield, second round, Ide Hill 0, Kings Hill 2. In the London Junior Cup, second round, Agenda 1, Equinocchial 3, Bryden Ropes Reserves 3, OIR FC 2. Dulwich Village 2, Westminster and Kensington 1. Langley Sports 3, North East Lions 1. Unity 2, Sporting Club Tenter Reserves 3. Victoria Park 2, Crayford Arrows 6. In the Kent Vets Cup first round, Cucks 91-3, Aylesford 5. Greenway Aces 3, Woodcombe Sports and Social 2. Italia Wastiels 2, APM United 4. MPE versus Kings Hill, home win. Snodden Town 2, Rubicon Vets 2. Rubicon 1, 5-4 on penalties. And Welling Park Vets 1, MPE 3. Finally, one match in the... Wheel of Kent Charity Cup, first round, Len Valley 3, Skippers 6. Now on to the round-up and hat-tricks by horse striker Ryan Golding and Borden Village Joint Manager Matt Rowe led the scoring as six weekend games produced a total of 27 goals in the Premier Division. Kent United and Bermondsey Town set the tone in a lively 3-3 contest on Friday night. While on Saturday, Golding's trouble, making it 11 for the season, his leaders Hall's home 4-1 against Ashford. They're four points clear of Hawkingstown in a rejigged league table following Chips's recent withdrawal. Cucks 91 avenged their Kent Intermediate Challenge Shield defeat the weekend before, beating Hawkins 3-2. Caleb Bim and Dice put Cuxton in front after only eight minutes. Luke Reeve made it 1-1 nine minutes later. But the two Tommies, Davy and Mitchell, made it 3-1 for Cuxton around the hour mark before Tyler Clements got a late second for the visitors. Luke Ellis earned Tedden Town a point in their 1-1 draw at Welling. They trailed early before Ellis hit his first of the season midway through the first half. Rose treble, including two in the second half, and Borden Village, their first league win for a month, following progress in two cup competitions. Jacob Kemp and Yelson Arizmendi netted for Peckham. Minster also behind to Tom Gambin's opener, but went on to win 3-1 against Bexley. Tristan Jevons, Dan Adams and Todd Jordan turned things around before half-time, with Bexley keeper Jack Perry pulling off several fine saves in the second half. Stephen Kempton's late leveller deep into stoppage time earned Kent United a point against Bermondsey on Friday night. Tarek Grant put the visitors ahead at half-time before Tommy Friend and Freddie Baker made it 2-1. Substitute Agbor Sobar scored twice before Kempton's header in the 12th minute of added time capped a lively Friday night. Kingshill moved into the Kent Intermediate Challenge Shield quarter-finals, 2-0 winners over Premier Division Ide Hill at Tunbridge on Saturday. In Division 1, Central and East top two Snodland Town Reserves and Deal Town Reserves both hit five on their travels. A pair of Jacks, Clark and Marshall, scored twice as Snodland won 5-3 at Gurunanak. Dan Horn is back in a hat-trick in his first start for the Gravesend hosts. Joe Roberts and Owen Wilkinson got two each as Deal Town won 5-1 at Greenway's Aces. Under-18 youngster Riston Nkuku was Aces scorer, his first senior goal for the club.
Kieran Young's eighth of the season completed Bundesborough's 3 0 win over Rochester City. Substitute Regan Payne scored twice as Lord Reserves drew 4 4 against Whitstable Town under 23s. Oliver Evans and Manny Cutris getting two each for the Oysterman youngsters. Kieran Pinto netted his first of the season as Parkwood Rangers won 3 1 at Danson Sports. Metrogas playing only their second game this month, won 3 0 at South East Athletic to go third in the West. Top scorer Tad Nargo and Harvey Mead both on target, taking their joint tally to 12 for the season. Mohamed Mansare got the other his first of the season. Division 2 goals galore in both divisions, 17 in Central and East and 44 in the West. Bailey Pierce scored twice as leaders Ellsworth won 4 0 at Kingshill Reserves. Nathan McNally's ninth of the season helped Chillum win 3 0 at Paddock Wood. Harry Goddard hit two as Cententon Town Reserves won 3-1 at Selinge. Baypoint were involved in their second high-scoring draw in successive weekends, 3-3 at home against Cuxton 91 Reserves. Emmanuel Ajayi's hat-trick for Cuxton and Tyrrell Mitford's double for Baypoint headed the scoring charts. Mitford scored six when Baypoint won the reverse fixture 7-2 in early September. Billy Hunneman hit four as Stansford OMB recorded a double-figure win at Crockenhill. Asante Amoa netted twice as West leaders Glebe beat Bexley 6-0. Nathaniel Oni Okoke's double featured as Hall's reserves beat Farnborough Old Boys Yields 6-3. And George Maddox scored a hat-trick as Orpington went home 6-2 winners against FC Greenwich. In Division 3, two-goal Will Richards guided Tankerton home 3-1 against Lennon Wanderers. Kevin Huffham's fifth goal of the season helped Locomotive Canterbury to a 2-0 win over Gillingham Town. Seth Bunge and Harry Woodnut Woodward netted for New Romney Reserves in their 2-0 win at Larkfield and New Hythe Wanderers Reserves, while Adam James and Jack Edmeads were on the score sheet as Ide Hill Reserves closed the gap on West Leaders AFC Lewisham, beating All-Stars 2-1. Meanwhile, in the London Junior Cup, six of the seven Kent, Club, Kent County League clubs progressed. Henderson Suarez was again among the scorers as Equinocchio won 3-1 agenda. Crawford Arrows were the biggest winners on the day, 6-2 at Victoria Park. George Dennis scored twice with George Lyon, Ryan Hassan, oh. Alex Orton and Charlie Mason adding the others. Brighton Roach Reserves, Langley Sports, Dulwich Village and Sporting Club Tenswood Reserves completed a good day. Welcome to this week's Maystone and Mid-Kent Sunday League section of the Selk podcast. And we have a full roundup of this week's results, plus three cup draws to bring to you too. We start as always in the Premier Division where three matches took place. The first saw East Morning travel to Armada and come away with the points with a 4-2 win. Adam Larkin and Tom Vivian for the home side, but two for Jack Hislop, plus Robert Ibbotson and Robert Miles gave Morning the points. Next up, a resounding win for Artois United at Peters Village City, hitting 12 for no reply. Four came from Reagan Cork, three for Baldy Mayer, two each for Thomas Goodale and Nathan Mosley, and a Ben Holder goal for points to go their way. Rubicon and Eccles shared eight goals evenly, a hat-trick for Josh Wilson and Marcus Jan's goal for the home team, Two for Jermaine Freeman and goals for Glenn Moynes and Jordan Stannard in return for Eccles. In Division 1, Barming Youth won 6-2 against Len Valley. Ben Daly, Keaton Vans, Alfie Fowler, Charlie Weston and Callum Thomas with two for Youth. 
Edward Gentle and Jason Parsons with the Valley Goals. Park Royal beat Invicta Sunday by the odd goal in seven. Jack Horton, Caleb Larkin, Alfie Crickmore and Thomas Richards for Park Royal. Lewis Bedwell, Joseph Casey and Jack Gilby for Invicta. Langley won on the road at Pippin United, winning this one 4-2. Jack Godden and Luke Mills hat-trick sealing the points. Ben Terry and Chris Lambert with the goals for Pippin. Elsewhere, the Jags won away at Vinters 3-1 with goals from Dom Archer, Curtis Collins and Adam Roymel with Ian Farrow in reply for Vinters. And Yielding and Ladderford won 5-2 against Kent Sands United. Two each for Ben Twist and Lewis Inglis plus one for Alexander Faulkner for Yielding. Scott Gilman and Callum Hatcher on the score sheet for Sands. In Division 2, Ditton Miners were 5-3 victors over Maitstone Kestrels. The Ditton scorers are not known, but for Kestrels it was Brandon Hole, Jack Woodward and Matthew Harvey all netting for them. East Morning Reserves won 3-1 at Maitstone Tempest. Daniel Curley, Ashley Dawson and Kean Wilkins for Morning, with Michael Smirkin getting the Tempest goal. Coxie from Farley were 3-1 winners at Parkwood Jupiters with Zamari Hadari, Sean Ray and Nick Townley the scorers for them with James Wood getting the Parkwood goal. Kings Hill Spitfires won 3-2 against Walnut Wanderers with two for Harry Colling and one for Jack Seal to give them the points. Elsewhere, Yielding and Laddingford Reserves bow out of the Kent Sunday Junior Trophy, losing 8-1 at Edgerton Reserves. But meanwhile, Lewes progressed to the next round of the Plumstead Cup, winning 2-1 at home against Wellingtown. Now we ha- it's time for the first of our cup draws, and this one is for the League Challenge Cup. So over to Ian Tucker for this. So it's a time you've all been waiting for. It's the Challenge Cup. We're at the uh, second round stage of the competition. There's going to be uh, eight ties, uh, which we played on Sunday, the 12th of November. Well, our thanks to the uh, the Manship Group for their sponsorship of this competition. Uh, so the league chairman, David Borton, uh, is alongside me, as is uh, league secretary, Steve Taylor. Uh, David will be selecting the home sides and Steve will follow up with the away teams. Gents, eight ties. Hope there's 16 in the bag. You happy? We're happy. Let's get ourselves underway. Okay, first one out. Number 11. 11, that's Peter's Village. We'll play 13. And they'll be home to Rubicon Limerick. Number six. Number six gives home advantage to Invicta Sunday. Number 10. And they will entertain Parkwood Jupiters. Number eight. Number eight is Maidstone Tempest. Number two. And they will be at home to Barmin Youth. Number 14. 14, that is the Jags. Number three. And they will play Coxheath and Farley. 16. 16 brings out Yordin and Laddingford. Number 15. And they will be at home to Walnut Wanderers. Number nine. Number nine sees home advantage for Park Royal. Play number four. And they will take on East Morlin. Number one. Number one is Artois United. 
Number five. And they will be taking on Eccles. Two left, hopefully. Number 12. First one out, number 12, is Wellin Town. And number seven. And they will take on Kings Hill Spitfires. So that is the uh, the second round of the Challenge Cup, sponsored by Manchet Group. Eight ties, and they will take place on uh, Sunday, the 12th of November. Good luck to all those sides. A big thank you to everyone involved in that cup draw. Now let's look ahead to Sunday, the 5th of November, bonfire night. And in the Premier Division, we have four games with Artois facing Barmin Blues, Eccles taking on Armada, Loser at home to Wellingtown, and Rubicon take on East Morling. In Division 1, we've got Barming Youth versus Yording and Lanningford. Invictus Sunday versus Vinters, Kent Sands United versus Pippin United, Park Royal versus Len Valley, and in Division Two, Ditton Miners take on East Morning Reserves, Kingshill Spitfires face Peters Village, Maidstone Kestrels play Yielding and Laddingford Reserves, Mason Tempest are at home to Coxie from Farley, and the final game sees Walnut Wanderers versus Parkwood Jupiters. Now moving swiftly on and it's time for our second cup draw and this time it's for the President's Cup Group A. Again, over to Ian Tucker for this. It's time for the draw for the President's A Cup and we've got four ties to select and these will be played on Sunday the 3rd of December and our thanks as always to John Bennett Billiards for their ongoing support of this competition. Uh, League Chairman David Borton and League Secretary Steve Taylor are alongside me. We've got the uh, all-important eight numbers in the bag. David, a good nice good shake-up there. All ready to go. We're all ready to rock and roll. So here we go then with this next draw. Number two. Number two is Artois United. Play number three. And they will be at home to East Morlin. Ouch. Uh, number six. Number six, that gives home advantage to Rubicon Limerick. Number four. Who will be taking on Eccles. Number one. Number one, that's Amada. Number eight. And they will be hosting Wellin Town. And number seven. Our last tie of the round, the Jags are at home. And number five. And they will be taking on Luz. So that is the President's A Cup draw, sponsored by John Bennett Billiards, matches taking place on Sunday the 3rd of December. Good luck to all eight teams. Thanks again to everyone involved in bringing that draw to us. And now for a roundup of the current standings as we head into November. In the Premier Division, Artois lead with 15 points with Eastmoreland second on 12, whilst at the other end, Barming are yet to pick up a point. The Jags lead Division 1 with 15 points, whilst Barming Youth is second on 13. Again at the other end, Vinters currently bottom on 1 point. And Kings Hill Spitfires lead Division 2 with 12 points, closely followed by Ditton Miners on 10. Jordan and Aladdin for reserves currently bottom and still looking for their first points of the season. Now the final cup draw and it's time for the President's Cup Group B with Ian Tucker again. We are at the quarter-final stage of the President's B Cup. It's sponsored by Shepherd Neem, long-term uh, supporters of the league, and our thanks to them for that. And uh, these 
Uh, four ties will be played on Sunday the 26th of November. To find out who's playing who, I'm joined as always by the League Chairman David Borton and League Secretary Steve Taylor. And as is uh, traditional, David will be selecting the home sides and Steve will follow up with the away teams. Gentlemen, eight balls in the bag, ready to go. Eight balls in the bag. Here right, we go. First one out. Number two. At number two, that's East Morling Reserves. Number five. And they'll be taking on Kings Hill Spitfires. Number six. Number six, that's Park Royal. Number seven. A home advantage for them against Parkwood Jupiters. Number eight. Number eight sees Walnut Wanderers at home. Number four. And they'll be taking on Kent Sands. And number one. Final tie of the round, number one. That's uh, home advantage for Cox Heath. We'll play number three. And number three, that is Invicta Sunday. So good luck to all eight teams. And for those matches which will be played on Sunday the 26th of November. And our thanks to Shepherd Neem for their sponsorship of the President's B Cup. And our thanks again to everyone involved in bringing that cup draw to us. Now we end on a quick roundup of the leading scorers for each division. And Reagan Cork of Artois leads the Premier Division with 16. Curtis Collins has 11 in Division 1 for the Jags. And Harry Colling has 8 for Kings Hill Spitfires in Division 2. Well, that's it for another week and hope you enjoyed listening. We look forward to bringing you back up to date next week. This is the Metropolitan Sunday League, part of the Selk podcast all across the league show, bringing you results and fixtures of last week and this week, as well as giving you a rundown at the end of the month of where we are in the league tables. Starting with the results from the 29th of October in the Ron Pope Premier, FC Kruja 3, Athletic Dildal 2, Lambeth All Stars 3, Zablas 4, Catford Wanderers vs. Honoroak was postponed in John Pitt Senior, also Thames City Blues vs. Pets Wood was postponed. In Division 1, Bromley Road 3, South London Doves 5, Kibbrook Kings 4, The People's FC Reserves 2, Upton Athletic 2, Three Little Birds 3. In the Cup, Southside Trojans 2, FC Barker 3, FC Rondo 2, The People's FC 5, Haywards FC 5, South Hill United 3, Lions United 5, Broccoli Athletic 9, New Life United vs South London Athletic was postponed. Shooters Hill United 1, AFC Cell 5. On to the fixtures for this coming week, which is the 5th of November. In the John Pitt Senior, Honor Oak vs South London Athletic. Thames City Blues vs Shooters Hill United. In Division 1, New Life United vs Orpington Athletic. South London Doves vs the People's FC Reserves, Southside Trojans vs Haywards FC, Three Little Birds vs Kibrook Kings, the Bartholomew Trophy AFC Cell vs Lions United, Athletic Dale Dow vs Lambeth All Stars, Petswood Bat Vultures vs Broccoli Athletic, the People's FC vs FC Barker, in the other cups Bromley Road vs Catford FC. 
Southfield United versus Ketford Wanderers, and Zavalas versus Los Tianos. That's all for this week. Be safe, enjoy the game, and see you all next week. Bye. Welcome back for your latest roundup of the Southern Veterans Football League, part of the Selk Grassroots podcast. Um, let's look straight at the results for last Saturday, twenty eighth of October. Um, only one result in Division One. That was Hollington versus Leon Stars. Hollington three two victors on the day. Into Division Two, FC Kawuya versus Long Lane was a home walkover. And LSU Legends versus Catford Wanderers was a 2-1 win for Catford Wanderers. Elsewhere in Division 2, Bow Street Runners 5, Parkwood Rangers 2. Into Division 3, Hollington 4, Warningham Vets um, B3. Kingsdale 2, Bromleyans 1. New Park 2000, Neil Board and Sports 10. Absolute romping. The Board and Boys have got back on the scoring trail by the looks of it. Um, elsewhere in Division 3, South East Athletic, Neil Hayden Youth Association 6. Into Division 4, Catford Wanderers, Old Boys 1, Norwood Lakers 1, Cudham United 5, Greenwich Challenge 5. Croy Gas Phoenix 1, Blythe Hill 1, uh, sorry. Croy Gas Phoenix 1 0, victors over Blythe Hill there. Um, elsewhere in Division 5, SP Athletic, second 11 were given a home walkover from Fleetdown United. Um, Westrum Seniors 0, AFC Kamazi Strikers 3, Kamazi keeping up their winning ways. Into Division 6, Slade Green Knights 1, Longlands Athletic 2, and South East Athletic 2, LSU Seniors 4. And into Division 7, Farmer Old Boys 6, AFC Greencourt 0, Gravesham Borough B 0, Warnham Supervets 2, Old Peppies 2nd 11, 6, LSU Supervets 2, Petswood Seniors 1, Borden Sports Old Boys, 5. Seymour Villa, 3. Bromley, Supervets, 7. That's all your results. I'm guessing a bit of weather took over last week. Um, and some games would have been lost due to due to the weather. Um, let's have a look. It's been crap, obviously, this weekend. or well, weekend, anyway, the weather. So let's hope we do get some decent amount of fixtures next week. Um, but let's look ahead at the fixtures for next weekend coming the 4th of November, I believe. Um, so, again, I think it's Cup weekend again. Um, not sure which Cups were planned, but there are a few, I think, this weekend. Um, so only one fixture in Division 1, which is Leon Stars versus Wallingham A. Um I believe Warnham will be looking to get back on the winning trail. I believe they, yeah. Hold on. 
That's strange because there there is a result missing. I don't think I said it. Obviously, in Division One, which was Metro Gas versus Wardenham, and I'm sure Metro Gas won one nil. Um, so I don't know what's happened there. If it's been taken off for some reason, because it was definitely there over the weekend. Um, but yeah, look at fixtures for next week. One Division One: Leon Stars versus Wardenham A. Um, into Division 2, FC Kawuya versus Gratian Borough A, Long Lane versus LSU Legends, SP Athletic versus Parkwood Rangers, into the Division 3, Borden Sports versus Bromleyans, Hollington versus X Blues, Kingsdale versus Johnson and Phillips, into Division 4, Cudham United versus Warren Athletic, Independent Red versus Catford Wanderers Old Boys. Norwood Lakers versus Greenways Aces. Um, elsewhere, Sydney Sport in Division 4, Sydney Sports versus Sporting Croydon. Into Division 5, Kamazi Strikers versus Fleet Down United. AFC Lewisham versus LSU Mavericks. And Old Pepe's First Eleven versus Blythe Hill. Uh, Sporting Club, Thamesmead versus Croy Gas Phoenix is your last Division 5 fixture. Into Division 6, Crayford Arrows versus Slade Green Knights. Who Vets Red versus Seagas, Super Vets. LSU Seniors versus Longlands Athletic. And Alpenton versus Southeast Athletic, second 11. It's Division 7, Wallenham Super Vets versus Seymour Villa. AFC Green Court. Versus Old Pepe, second eleven. Gratian Borough B versus Guru Nanak. Petswood Seniors versus Farnborough Old Boys. And then we have the cup competitions. Um, one Beckenham Hospital Charity Cup by looks of it. Metropolitan Police 4 versus Bow Street Runners. Um, into the Chairman's Cup. Welling Park versus... LSU Super Vets. And the London... Yeah, the London Cup. Bromley Super Vets versus Old Aloisians. Hollington versus Southeast Athletic. LSU Masters versus Catford Wanderers. Metrogas versus Sporting Santos. Into the Kent Veterans Cup. Anchorians Rovers versus Charcoal and Hayden Youth Association versus Hearn Bay. That is all your fixtures for this coming Saturday, the 4th of November. Um, okay, right. Apologies. <laughs> I've missed some results from last week, the 28th. Um, these were all cup matches. So, um, Kent Vets Cup, X Blues 2, Old Peppy's first 11 1. Um, Greenways Aces 3, Woodcombe Sports and Social 2. Independent versus Anchorians was given as a home walkover. Um, the same MPE sports. Hold on, that. Yeah, Glebe have already folded, so that's irrelevant. 
Um, Metro Gas, the one I was talking about earlier, Metro Gas won Wallingham a nil. So Wallingham getting their first defeat of the season um, at Metro Gas in the Cup. Um, New Park first were given a home walkover by Kings Hill in the Kent Cup. And last but not least, uh, Welling Park won MPE Veterans 3. That is the fixture, uh, results that I've, um, I missed off earlier for last Saturday. Um, yeah, so that's it. A full roundup has been completed for last weekend's um, results and up this upcoming Saturday's fixtures. Hopefully the weather holds a bit this week so we don't have flooded pitches um, and everyone can play some football. So good luck if you do get out on the pitches this weekend and um, we'll catch up next week. Thank you. Welcome to the Watford Sunday League podcast for matches played on Sunday the 29th of October. Firstly, apologies for the lack of podcasts last week with the games for the 22nd of October. However, this was due to some internal uh, difficulties which uh, enabled, didn't enable us to be able to do that. With this week, we were affected by the weather with a handful of games being called off. However, in the Hertfordshire FA Intermediate Cup second round, Soccer made it through to the third round with a hard-fought 2-1 home win over XL. Their reward now being an away trip to St Ipot's Rangers for a place in the quarter-finals. The match was played in freezing driving rain and saw Soccer go ahead early on when Micah Burton ran through and calmly slotted home. They missed three good chances to put the game beyond their opponents by the break. Before, in the second half, Excel equalised with a deflected long-range effort. And then they believed they had gone ahead, but the referee declared the ball had not crossed the line. The game swung end-to-end with chances at both ends, but it was Soccer who were rewarded with a late-winning goal when a through ball by Jake Howe found George Kofi, who made no mistake. With Old Falarian's home tie falling foul of the weather, the only other two ties played saw Watford Sunday League teams exit the competition, both in home scoring away defeats. Langleyberry went down 6-3 to Welling Rangers. Max Ellington... Luke Hewitt and Kuran Sangera with the goals. Watford United lost 4-2 to Wheat Hampstead Wanderers Reserves and will be disappointed after they lost a 2-0 half-time advantage. United started very well and went ahead when Ayo Fasanaya threaded a precise pass to Marvin, uh, sorry, to Mavin Vigus Warren, who netted and then, just before the half-time whistle, Vigus Warren struck again, this time pouncing on a defensive error to double the lead. In the second half, United decided to sit back and defend the lead, but that proved costly as the home side struck four times to complete the comeback. 
In the Dennis Jackson Intermediate Cup first round, the three ties which survived saw 21 goals scored. Third Division Chorley Wood Club AFC caused an upset as they defeated Second Division Dunbar 3-2. Rob Barron, Mike McCourt and George Blank struck the goals for the lower rank visitors with with a Jay Haynes brace not enough for the home side. The all-third division tie between AFC Watford and Everett Rovers Reserve produced 10 goals, with the home side winning through 7-3. Peter Rock was the star man for the home side as he found the net five times, supported by a goal each for James Scott and Luke Elborn. Aidan Hogan, Nathan Fowler and Charlie Powell replied for Everett Reserves. Halfshire Athletic beat Brickywood Acorns 4-2, with Henry Gibber and Evan King both netting a brace each. Jack Micklewright and Alex Michael replied for the Acorns. In the Premier Division, leaders and champions North Watford came through a remarkable game against Forza Watford, as they came back from 2-0 down to eventually win to take the points with a 7-6 win. Forza raced into an early two-goal lead, but by half-time, North Watford had taken a 3-2 lead, as first Lee Armit pulled one back, Yusef Enjar grabbed the equaliser, before Ben Alexander slammed one into the top corner. Early in the second half, the game looked over, with Ben Alexander turning provider for Ashley Lewis to net. And then Ben Hinney set up Lee Armit to score his second of the game. But the game was not over, as Forza scored twice in quick succession. Bradley Hillary made it 6-4, but Forza struck back again before Ben Alexander with his own second of the game, before Forza completed the scoring Giuseppe Delgado hit a hat-trick for Forza, with Kate and Blake getting two and one for Harvey Sells. Cassidy Rangers move level on points with North Watford at the top of the table with a 2-0 home win over at Abbas Langley Club. Rangers won the game with two late goals in the first half. The first coming when John Birch carried the ball out from the back and through the middle of the pitch before laying the ball through to Rob Ladmore, who took a composed first touch on the edge of the box before dinking the ball over the onrushing Abbott's keeper. Momentum was now on Rangers' side and they soon doubled the lead when, this time, Ladmore turned creator when he received the ball in from the left from Jaden Chamberlain before laying the ball off to Sam Mortimer, who, from around 30 yards out, called his effort into the net. In Division 1, Batchworth have a deserved first win of the season as they beat Chelfont Saints 3-1. Even more impressive is that they did it coming from conceding the opening goal, when Geoffrey Aboidi, who headed in from a corner, it was Batchworth debutant Craig Matheson who turned the game in their favour. First, he dribbled through several defenders before netting a fine solo effort. 
Then, an hour into the game, he was on the end of an Alex Crawford run and cross. He then turned provider for the goal to seal the win, setting up Marcus Rivers to complete the win and seal their first three points of the season. With Saints' defeat and soccer in cup action, Watford Sports went back to the top of the table as they beat Chess 4-0. It was an easy win in difficult playing conditions, with Taylor Temp opening the scoring early on. George Whitman then scored his first goal of the season, before in the second half, Kemp scored twice more to complete the win. The Cross gained a third league win of the campaign, with a 2-1 win over CF Watford Continentals. Joe Baloney gave Continentals an early lead with a well-taken effort, but the Cross battled back and drew level just before the break when Stribley Wiltshire fired home from close range. In the second half, David McDonough scored the winning goal when he tapped home. In Division 2, Everett Rovers have a five-point lead at the top of the division after they swept past Francis George with a 4-0 win. The goals coming in each half through Jordan Stanley with two in the first half and then Archie Potton and Bernard Akema netting in the second half. St Joseph's reserves are the only other unbeaten side in the division, but they were held to a third draw of the season in an eight-goal thriller with Inter. Vincent Vasukarnand, Lawrence Brown, James Oldham and Gabriel Casagrande score for Inter, with Ben Cowan with two, alongside a goal each for Robbie Tocker and Luke Stallard for St Joseph's Reserves. A single goal from Phil Clark was enough for Sparta Phoenix to beat Dunningbar in the other game. In Division 3, Woodside Reserves made it seven wins from seven as they beat bottom of the table PTH United 5-0. Tyrone Brandy struck four times with Tom Garrett getting the other goal. FC Railway are Woodside's nearest challengers, although some six points behind, but with a game in hand. They beat Abbott's Athletic 5-2. Connell Russell and Henry Cappell both scoring braces with Nathan Tannen also on target. Ben Veal and Dan Lomax getting the goals for Athletic. Shirley Wood and Neil Hill Village shared the points after a 2-2 draw. Danny Lindforth and Michael Myers scored for the home side, with Aidan Woods and Zaki Karimabai replying for the visitors. That's it for this week's podcast. And we'll be back with you next week with all the details and results of the games played on Sunday the 5th of November. So that is it. The end of another show. Thank you to our sponsors, the Down to Play app, Magpie Recruitment, Baldwin Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Skipper Sportswear, Adrenaline Rush Laser Tag, the Grassroots Graphics and Awards FC.
Thank you for listening to the show and I'll see you next week. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.